Well, hi there, and welcome to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today, we're going to focus on some of the most popular music of seven performers who made a lasting impression on 40s and 50s music. We'll meet Canadian sweetheart Giselle McKenzie. We'll get to know a bit about Matt Monroe, a London bus driver who came to be admired by singers all over the world. Then there's Bobby Darin, Doris Day the energetic Georgia Gibbs, the Mills Brothers, and Helen Forrest, a so-called girl singer for several of the big bands in the 40s. Each one of them has an interesting story, and we're going to start with Helen Forrest. Born in Atlantic City, she was singing on a couple of powerhouse New York City radio stations before she was even in high school. When she was 20, Forrest was hired by band leader Artie Shaw to sing alongside Billie Holiday. One year later, Helen Forrest became the band's lead female singer. American audiences knew and loved her voice throughout World War II and beyond. Now, here she is with a 1943 recording she made with Harry James and his orchestra.
Ellen Forrest, and I've heard that song before. Forrest helped usher in a trend that saw more and more arrangements of swing music being written to show off the singers instead of just the band. Over her career, she performed with band leaders Artie Shaw, Harry James, Ozzy Nelson, and Benny Goodman. Her relationships with these band leaders usually didn't end very well. Shaw was known for starting bands, then shutting them down so he could move on. That happened in 1939, and it left Forrest out of a job. Soon, she was working for Benny Goodman, with whom she made 54 recordings, many of them arranged to take advantage of her talent. But she told friends that Goodman was abusive, and after two years, she quit. Then Harry James hired her, and they became lovers. However, James ditched Forrest in 1942 for movie star Betty Grable. Well, that was the last straw for Helen Forrest. She swore off working for band leaders, although she later toured occasionally with Frank Sinatra and Tommy Dorsey. Here's another one of her hits, a sultry ballad called Speak Low.
Low, sung for us by Helen Forrest, who wowed audiences throughout the 40s and early 50s. Today's show is called Seven Stories, featuring prominent musical performers, and we now jump ahead to the 1950s and a guy who literally made quite a splash, Bobby Darren. When he was a child, Darren was skinny and sick a lot of the time. He suffered from rheumatic fever, and when he was just seven, he overheard a doctor tell his mother he probably wouldn't live past the age of 16. But Bobby Darren learned to play the piano. He played in a band in high school, and when he was 16, that band got a summer gig at a resort in the Catskills. In 1958, one of Darren's friends made a bet that Bobby couldn't write a song, starting with the words, Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Well, Bobby Darren took the bet, and his friend's mother helped him write the song. The result was Darren's very first number one hit, which also went to number one in Great Britain. Splish splash, I was taking a bath Long about a Saturday night yeah. Rubbed up, just relaxing in the tub Thinking everything was alright When I stepped out the tub I put my feet on the floor I wrapped the towel around me And I opened the door And in a splish splash I jumped back in the bath Darren and a hit record called Splish Splash. You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm Sam Waldron, 
and our theme today is Seven Stories, as we briefly visit the musical careers of seven important performers. We just heard from Bobby Darren, who overcame serious childhood health issues to become quite a star. One year later, in 1959, Darren had another big hit, one that stuck with me down the decades. It rose to number one on the charts both in the United States and in Great Britain. It was called Dream Lover. Every night I hope and pray A dream lover will come my way girl to hold in my arms and know the magic of her charms cause I want a girl to call my own I want a dream lover so I don't have to dream alone dream lover where are you Darren from 1959. Darren's heart problems finally caught up with him, and a few days before Christmas in 1973, he died of heart failure in Hollywood, California, at the age of 37. A pretty amazing life for a kid who at one point wasn't expected to live long enough to even finish high school. The next story in this hour is about four African-American brothers I'm talking about the Mills Brothers, a pioneering act credited with more than 2,000 jazz and pop recordings, with at least three dozen gold records, and enthusiastic audiences well past the 1950s. The group included four boys whose father, John Hutchinson Mills, was a small-town barber in Ohio and started a barbershop quartet. Brothers Donald, Herbert, Harry, and John Jr., got their start performing at a local opera house. Soon, 
They were invited to accompany a local band for an audition at a radio station in Cincinnati. The radio station gave the band a thumbs down, but it hired the Mills Brothers, and they quickly became local favorites on the air. This was in 1928. When Duke Ellington came to town to put on a concert, he heard the Singing Brothers and arranged for them to meet a record producer in New York City. Things just kept getting better for these brothers. In 1930, they came to the attention of CBS radio executive William Paley, who immediately put them on the air and signed them to a three-year contract. Suddenly, they were the first black artists to have their own national network radio show starting in 1930, and the first to have a number one billboard hit, a song called Paper Doll in 1943. They were also the first African-Americans to give a command performance before British royalty, at that time King George V and Queen Mary. The Mills brothers had lots of musical tricks up their sleeves, including an unusual ability to mimic the sounds of orchestra instruments, the trumpet, the tuba, the trombone, and the kazoo, but it was their sweet harmony that won them a lasting base of fans. Here's an example of that silky sweet sound, a song based on a 19th century Caribbean poem. It's called Yellow Bird. again that is very sad makes me feel so bad you can fly away in the sky away you're more lucky than me I also had a pretty girl she's not with me today they're all the same pretty girls take tenderness then they fly Yellow Bird, sung by the Mills Brothers. 
Now let's listen to another one of their big hit records. This one from 1944. It was called You Always Hurt the One You Love. the one you love. You're listening to 45 RPM Music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today we're focusing on the music of seven performers who deserve to be remembered from those years. There are four more stories to share today, and for this next one, we go north of the border to Canada, where Giselle McKenzie was born in 1927 in Winnipeg. Her father was a doctor who played the violin, and her mother sang and played the organ. When she was a teenager, Giselle studied violin at the Royal Conservatory of Music in Toronto, but 
She also liked to play popular songs on the piano and sing along with them. When she was just 19, she started hosting a national Canadian radio show called Meet Giselle and became very popular as she introduced guests including Clark Gable, Loretta Young, Fred Astaire, Jimmy Stewart, and Jack Benny. Mackenzie moved to the United States in 1951 and replaced the Andrews sisters on a daily CBS radio program that also starred Bob Crosby. Soon, she was a lead singer on the popular weekly radio and TV show Your Hit Parade. For four years, her job there was to cover all the popular songs of the day, and she did a very credible job. Along the way, she was a frequent guest on many other TV shows, including The Jack Benny Show, The Pat Boone Chevy Showroom, The Eddie Fisher Show, The Dinah Shore Chevy Show, The Bell Telephone Hour, and, of course, The Ed Sullivan Show. Here's an example of how Giselle McKenzie covered popular songs, a number one hit in 1952 for Perry Como called Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes. stars get in your eyes oh keep your heart for me for someday i'll return and you know you're the only one i'll ever love too many nights too many stars too many moons could change your mind if i'm gone too long don't forget where you belong when the stars come out remember you are mine Stars get in your eyes, oh keep your heart for me For someday I'll return and you know you're the only one I'll ever Remember you are mine Don't let the stars get in your eyes Don't let the moon break your heart Love blooms at night In daylight it dies Don't let the stars get in your eyes Oh, keep your heart for me For someday I'll return And you know you're the only one I'll ever love You're the only one I'll ever That was Giselle McKenzie and Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes. I hope you'll stick around for the second half of today's show. We're going to hear her again in a clip from a live radio broadcast where she sings a song from a popular 1950s Broadway musical. We'll also meet Mary Ann Kappelhoff. And if you don't recognize that name, well, don't worry. I'm sure you'll recognize her voice and her stage name. Then there's the story of a British crooner 
who was kicked out of his high school choir after the choir director said he was just out of tune. Some years later, this same out-of-tune singer was described by Frank Sinatra as one of the finest male singers in the world. And finally, we'll hear a couple of songs from Georgia Gibbs. I'm Sam Waldron, and our theme today is Seven Stories, as we focus on seven outstanding musical performers from the 40s and 50s. We just heard Canadian sweetheart Giselle McKenzie and Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes. When she wasn't singing on the weekly Your Hit Parade program, Mackenzie was popular in concerts all over the United States, and sometimes she was a guest on the Mario Lanza Show. This is Mario Lanza. I ask for the privilege of introducing tonight's guest to you. In Canada, where she began her career, she is one of the favorites of radio. And in the short time while she has been with us in the United States, she has won many new admirers on the Club 15 program. It is with great pleasure that I present Giselle McKenzie, who will sing from the score of the new Rodgers and Hammerstein hit musical, The King and I, Hello, Young Lovers. Zell McKenzie singing a popular song from the Broadway musical The King and I called Hello Young Lovers. Next up, a woman who started as a singer in the 1940s and she turned into a movie star whose voice and face were known all over the world. She was born in Cincinnati as Mary Ann Kappelhoff. While she was still in her teens, Kappelhoff was hired by band leader Les Brown. Brown gave her a new stage name, Doris Day, and accurately predicted that she would become a movie star. Well, Doris Day did just that. She starred in a total of 39 feature films from 1948 to 1968, and that was in addition to her 41 top 20 Billboard hits from 1945 through 1958. 
Here are two of those hits, and they will be totally familiar to anybody who listened to the radio in the 1950s. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera, what will be, will be. When I grew up and fell in love, I asked my sweetheart what lies ahead. My sweetheart said, Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera, what will be, will be. Now I have children of my own. They ask their mother. What will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera, what will be, will be. Once I had a secret love that lived within the heart of me all too soon my secret love became impatient to be free so I told a friendly star the way that dreamers often do Just how wonderful you are And why I'm so in love with you
secret loves no secrets Secret Love, sung by Doris Day, and before that, we heard K Sarah Sarah. Doris Day retired from acting in 1975 and devoted much of her later life to animal welfare causes. She made a brief return to the spotlight in the 1980s with a TV show about animals called Doris Day's Best Friends. Day received Grammy Hall of Fame awards in 1998, 1999, and 2012, and in 2004, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Day was married four times, none of them very successful for long. Her first, second, and final marriages ended in divorce. Her third marriage ended with the death of her husband, after which she discovered that he had lost most of her money in bum investments. You're listening to 45 RPM Music of the 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Today we're focusing on the music of seven notable performers. Now let's go across the Atlantic Ocean to London, where a bus driver acquired quite a following as he routinely sang to his passengers. His name was Matt Monroe, and he earned a reputation as the singer's singer. Frank Sinatra once said, if I had to choose the three finest male vocalists in the business, Matt Monroe would be one of them. He was born in 1930 as Terence Edward Parsons. In high school, he was kicked out of the school choir for being too far out of tune. One day in London, when his name was still Terry Parsons, he wore his bus driver's uniform and walked into the Decca recording studio, pitching himself as the singing bus driver. He made a demo record, and Decca signed him up right away, changing his name to Matt Monroe. Monroe never had any formal music training. When he went for a lesson from a renowned voice coach, the teacher refused to take him on as a student. He said, Mr. Monroe, you already have a terrific voice and all the right anatomy. I can't be of any help to you. By 1956, he was a featured vocalist with the BBC show band. 
Now I'm going to play a recording he made of a song with lyrics that were written specifically for him. In just three minutes and four seconds, Monroe addresses somebody he just met and fell in love with, telling her to get away from him before he ruins her life. The record turned into a big hit in Great Britain, and later in his career, Monroe was asked to sing this song for Queen Elizabeth II. Let's take a listen. Walk away, please go Before you throw your life away A life that I could share for just a day We should have met some years ago For your sake I say Walk away Just go Walk away and live A life that's full With no regret Don't look back at me Just try to forget Why build a dream That cannot come true So be strong Reach the stars now Walk away Walk on If I heard your voice I'd beg you to stay So don't say a word Just run, run away By my love My tears will fall Now that you're gone I can't help but cry But I must go on I'm sad that I After searching so long Monroe singing one of his big hits, Walk Away. In the 1960s, Columbia Pictures was making a movie called Born Free, and they asked Monroe to sing the title song, a powerful statement of Monroe's personal commitment to perform for audiences of all races at a time when racial discrimination was still quite common in the entertainment business. Although the producer of the movie, Carl Foreman, didn't like the song at first, it stayed in the picture 
And that was a good call because Born Free won an Academy Award. Monroe and Born Free, the titled song of a 1966 movie. When Monroe walked onto the stage at the start of a concert before a large audience in Cape Town, South Africa, he was greeted by thousands of cheering people on their feet and demanding that he start the show by singing Born Free four times. Well, our final story today is about a pop singer who was just a ball of energy, a trait she shared with Brenda Lee. Her name was Georgia Gibbs. She had a natural talent for music. She was singing on the radio by the time she was 13, and when she was just 17, she started singing with an orchestra. Gibbs eventually performed with the bands of Tommy Dorsey and Artie Shaw, among others, and she toured with Danny Kaye and Sid Caesar. Now, that might sound glamorous, but in a famous quote, Georgia Gibbs described life on the road like this. You don't really know loneliness until you do a year or two with a one-night band. Sing until about 2 a.m., get in a bus and drive 400 miles, 
stop in the night for a greasy hamburger, arrive in a town, try to sleep, get up and eat. Sounds to me like a life that could get old pretty fast. Georgia Gibbs got her big break in the spring of 1952 when she appeared on the Milton Berle TV variety show and sang a song called Kiss of Fire. That song roared up to the number one spot on the Billboard bestseller list. Touch your lips and all at once the sparks go flying Those devil lips that know so well the art of lying And though I see the danger still the flame grows higher I know I must surrender to your kiss of fire Just like a torch you set the soul within me burning I must go on along this road of no returning And though it burns me and it turns me into ashes my whole world crashes without your kiss of fire I can't resist you, what good is there in trying? What good is there denying? You're all that I desire Since first I kissed you, my heart was yours completely If I'm a slave, then it's a slave I want to be Don't pity me, don't pity me Give me your lips, the lips you only let me borrow. Love me tonight and let the devil take tomorrow. I know that I must have your kiss, although it dooms me, though it consumes me, oh, kiss of fire. Since first I kissed you, my heart was yours completely If I'm a slave Then it's a slave I want to be Don't pity me Don't pity me Give me your lips The lips you only let me borrow Love me tonight And let the devil take tomorrow I know that I must have your kiss Although it dooms me Though it consumes me Georgia Gibbs and her big hit from 1952, Kiss of Fire. Gibbs went on to place 26 records in the Billboard Top 40 from 1950 through 58. Six of them were in the top 10. Gibbs was petite in size and was nicknamed her nibs, Miss Georgia Gibbs, and she could sure belt out the tunes. Here's another example of what she could do, a recording of Seven Lonely Days, which reached number five on the Billboard bestseller list, in 
there's no use in denying I cried for you It was your favorite pastime Making me blue Last week was the last time I cried for you Seven hankies blue I filled with my tears Seven letters too I filled with my fears Guess it never pays To make your lover blue Seven lonely days I cried and cried for you And cried for you Oh, my darling, you're Seven lonely days make one lonely week. Georgia Gibbs and Seven Lonely Days. Gibbs was so versatile, she could have easily forged a career in country music or jazz or rhythm and blues. She could sing a sad, melancholy ballad one minute and quickly switch gears to do an up-tempo swinging jazz number or a rock and roll song a minute later. Gibbs had 10 single records in the Billboard Top 20, including two that rose to number one. We heard one of them, Kiss of Fire, and the other was called Dance With Me Henry. Her last top 40 hit came in 1958, called The Hula Hoop Song, and she was mostly retired after the early 60s. Well, I hope you've enjoyed these seven stories. Every one of these performers produced a lot more good music. I encourage you to pursue it if you like. Matt Monroe is one of my favorite singers. Doris Day is hard to avoid when you're looking at old movies from that era. It's a good bet that your parents or your grandparents were familiar with Helen Forrest and the Mills Brothers. Well, they were just staples of music in the 1940s. If you've never seen the movie Beyond the Sea, it's certainly worth watching the story of Bobby Darren's life. I kind of like this format of seven stories, and one day I'll put together another show featuring seven more performers. That's our show for this time. I'm Sam Waldron, and from all of us here at 45 RPM, Here's wishing you a good day, a good week, and so long for now.